Susan Kill sitting in for Kira Kelly on Lunchtime Live today and as promised our consumer expert and financial advisor with Prosperous Financial Owen McGee is back with us in studio and just to mention lots of queries coming into us but um, ones we don't get to here on air Owen will be doing a Facebook Live straight after Lunchtime Live so uh, you can tune in for that. Owen you wanted to start with an email that you got during the week in relation to a holiday that somebody can't go on now. Yeah so this was really nice because a listener got in touch during the week to, to try and get their question answered and what had happened was they had booked a holiday online they then found out that they couldn't get the time off work and they were struggling to get the deposit back and it was causing them a lot of anxiety and they were kind of I really want to get this sorted out and I can't go on the holiday now just to be really clear the takeaway for everybody else on this is that when you book a holiday travel is not covered under the consumer's rights directive so you don't get some of the same protections that you would in an ordinary situation Um, and the reason for that is is when you enter into a contract with a travel agent you're both agreeing to do your part of it you're agreeing to pay and they're agreeing to provide the holiday Mm. or whatever else it is a lot of the time the travel companies will do go above and beyond and they will do other stuff to kind of facilitate that you will be encouraged to pay money to them in the safe and the knowledge to get it back if something changes but the important thing to remember here is is that consumer rights directive does not apply to travel there's no cooling off period here where you kind of change my mind mm. and 14 days later you get to pull it back but okay, change your mind different. so it is different so just be careful really the, the, the takeaway is be careful of the terms and conditions particularly when paying for something like a holiday online Okay uh, one query in here Owen uh, what do you advise a single parent teacher who paid a fortune in rent through the Celtic Tiger and at 40 years of age is back in her parents home how do I go about building wealth now should I educate myself about stocks and share should I buy property start a business I don't know where to start or how that's kind of similar to we spoke yesterday about the bank of mom and dad yep. but somebody who's back in uh, her in her parents house what should she do well first of all all the questions that started with should I mm. the answer is yes <coughs> okay. okay so should I get my knowledge together in stocks and shares and all that yes you should let's take the positives here to start she mentioned she's a teacher let's assume when she's in the public sector her pension will be really strong okay. and she needs to take that like really take that the average public sector worker retires on 32,000 euros a year according to the minister and that would cost the private sector about 1.3 million to buy so that's a huge start and they're steps ahead of many other people out there but she just needs to start looking at her day-to-day spending and start really small and building it up on a gradual basis that's where she needs to start but get some education in there will really help her Okay Owen I have two mortgages on the go roughly €1,100 each I'm coming near retirement should I pay off one of them that came in from James Okay do you have the money James do you have have you maximised everything else particularly if you're coming up to retirement one of the things we always talk about is yeah it's a good idea sometimes to clear off a mortgage it makes sense but oftentimes it's more emotional than financial or, or psychological I yes, would say that yeah. you're just like okay gone okay well you're very you're you're, <laughs> you're, you're very medical there I think emotion is the, is kind of similar right but what I would say is is that it is it, there's something brilliant about getting rid of the mortgage mm. but it doesn't always make financial sense and particularly coming up to retirement if that person has maxed out pension contributions and done all of the other stuff that they're supposed to do before they clear off the mm. mortgage go for it um, but if they don't, okay, if maybe they haven't other... maximised everything else, well, then I'd just be a little bit slow about jumping in and clearing off the mortgage. One in here, Owen, can you advise best savings account for my elderly parents? They're in their late 70s. They got stung with investments in the past. They want to take a safer, less risky option. This is for a regular save, regular savings of 500 to 1,000 per month, plus a lump sum of 150k that came in from Sandra in Dublin. Okay. It, this, it, what I would say is there actually are some quite a few 
really good interest when it, when it comes to interest rates on bank accounts and things like that the only place there's a little bit of leeway in terms of getting a little bit more interest is when you're doing it on a regular basis okay, okay. so if you shop around and check some of the, the likes of the CCP website will really help in terms of looking at the interest rates that are available to you but ultimately 150,000 euros it's unlikely they're going to spend that money in the next five years so therefore they need to move away from deposit accounts and start looking at stuff with a little bit of risk involved in it and they can tailor the risk to suit themselves but they are in their 70s and maybe and they got stung with investments so they really might not want to do that but you know what I would say to them they could sit back have a look at it and see what they could spend it on instead Okay uh, Owen we're giving our daughter 100,000 euro towards the cost of building a new house she's going to pay us back by income from rent a room are there tax implications that wasn't one that came up yesterday when we were talking about the bank of mom and dad but are there tax implications so she's buying a house and she's going to rent a room in it and she's going to pay the parents back some money yes okay there are if it's a repayment of a loan there shouldn't be tax implications there shouldn't be tax implications on the rent a room scheme because you can rent out a room in your own home provided you're living in the home um, and you don't have to pay tax on that rent as well so it's a very clever way of doing it Um, just make sure they're not putting themselves too underwater if you're setting yourself up that you were relying on a rent a room scheme I would just make sure that you're okay financially and you're not going to find three months down the road that you have to throw the tenant out and now you've okay. no money to pay mammy and so daddy you wouldn't back. want to be relying on it like yeah. to be living like, yeah, kind it's, of thing it's it, like make sure that the rent a room isn't the thing that's tipping over to make sure you can pay bread and food and stuff on, on the, the table, table. okay yeah. fair enough um, another one I've just joined a new company what is the best pension scheme I'm 37 so just setting it up now for the first time that came in from Darren in Tyrone. Okay, so Darren, if you've just started with a company, it's possible or it's not possible. It depends on your employer. They might be paying into it as well. Okay, that's the best yeah, one. He doesn't, okay? Yeah, it doesn't say here. So if sometimes people walk away from this stuff, a lot of employers who do have a pension scheme, and they're not obliged to give a pension scheme, mm. but a lot of employers who do have them will match your contributions to a certain level. So if you put in 1% of your salary, they'll put in 1%. And that might go up to 4 or 5%. But if you put in nothing, they'll put in nothing. Or if you do it privately and don't tell them about it, they'll put in nothing either. Don't walk away from your employer's contribution. That's really important. Like if you do the maths on it, if you're a 40% um, taxpayer, if you're a higher rate taxpayer and you put 100 euros in and let's imagine your employer Mm. puts 100 euros in uh, as well on top of that, it means it's costing you 60 euros to get 200 quid into your pension. There, it, there's no better investment returns. So make sure that the first box you tick when it comes to deciding which pension you're going to do, exhaust the idea of your employer paying into it paying as well. Into they it. don't have to. So employers, don't be ringing me and saying you shouldn't be saying that, but it, they don't have to. There's but no look, obligation. But look, make sure it, it, make you're sure. not taking it up if yes. it is there on offer. Yes. Um, okay, I'm putting uh, 3k a month into pension from company 43 now. Is this a good plan? Sometimes I think saving it will be better. No, saving it wouldn't be better provided you are comfortable you are not going to need that money before you retire. Now, if it's your company and you're planning on being there, interestingly, people don't realise, and it's not advice, it's certainly not advice, you leave pensions alone for as long as you possibly can. But if you have a pension from an old job, you can actually access it from 50 years of age onwards if you don't work for that company anymore. Um, So the advice that person is, is maximise pensions. There is limits to how much you can get into a pension in total, like they're 2 million euros. But if you get there, you then start getting taxed heavily once you get over that point. 
So just be mindful of that because you're 43 years of age and you're putting a decent chunk into into it on a month to month basis. But it's a race to two million. It's not, oh, I'll yeah. slow down now. Try and get there as quick as you can. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, one in here. Why um, Why advise someone 70 to put their money somewhere uh, with some risk? Why not put it into a post short term bonds? Because if they're not going to use the money, this is coming back to the earlier yeah. query you got a minute ago. If they're not going to use the money in the next five years, one of the things you are absolutely guaranteed if you put money for 10 years or 15 years in bonds or post office or bank account is you're definitely going to lose money when you take inflation into account. The purchasing power of your money is going to be depleted. Something that costs 10,000 euros today will not cost 10,000 euros in 10 years time. So you're guaranteed you're going to lose money against inflation. That's all I'm trying to beat. That's why I'm saying if you're going to spend it in five years or more, you need to take a little bit of risk to try and manage that. But remember, just to go back to that person, we said spend it. If you can afford to spend it, spend it <laughs> you on heard yourself. It here. Spend it. Okay, Oma Gee, consumer expert and financial advisor with Prosperous Financial. Thanks so much for that. There are so many messages coming in from for Owen, so we will pass them on. He is going to be doing a Facebook Live straight after the programme, so you can tune in for that. That is all we've got time for today. Sean Moncrief is on the way. Claire McKenna is here tomorrow for Lunchtime Live on Scripted, meaning that she is turning over the show to you. Whatever you want to talk about, get in touch. Lunchtime Live at Newstalk.com. I'm in for I on the hard shoulder tomorrow so join me then if you can a massive thanks to the team this week Michael Quilligan on sound Kira Courtney Claire Darmody and Emma Cawley thanks to all of you who got in touch this week and for taking part in our conversations I did really enjoy them so until next time thanks for listening